Welcome to the Christian Business Concepts with your host, Harold Milby. Christian Business Concepts is dedicated to guiding companies and business owners in becoming effective, efficient, and successful through God's Word and godly principles. Now, here's your host, Harold Milby. Thank you, Kelly, and uh, welcome, everyone, to this week's Christian Business Concepts podcast. You know, if this is your first time listening, I want to thank you, first of all, for being a part of the CBC community. Uh, You know, this is where we really try to do our best to encourage, to enlighten, and empower people to apply biblical principles uh, in business to find true godly success. You know, the world has a definition of success that God's got a better definition of success. And and God's got a desire to not only use you, but to use Christian businesses. He wants to raise up Christian businesses around the world. And whether you're a business owner or maybe a a, a department manager or maybe a, a business leader or even a ministry leader, Christian Business Concepts is here to let you know that God's Word has much to say on the subject of leadership and business. And I am truly humbled and excited that so many of you around the world listen to each week's podcast, and I really appreciate you helping us to grow this community. I appreciate those of you in Japan and Australia and Iran and China and Africa. There are so many countries that are represented, and you guys are tuning in, and you're downloading this podcast, and it excites me because I believe that that Christian business has an opportunity to reach a lot of people in the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I believe there's a purpose for it. Uh, So let's jump into today's podcast and, and talk about some of these things. You know, Recently, um, I did a podcast that spoke about the 10 things your employees needed to hear you say. And ever since I have done that podcast, it's really been in my heart and in my mind to discuss the things you need to hear from your employees or things that you need to hear your employees say to you. And, you know, as I've thought about this topic you know, I began to understand that there are some things that you need to hear. You need to hear your employees say. And, you know, these things that we're going to hear them, that we want to hear them say, are really based upon some very distinct characteristics. And as I continued to think about my experience with hiring employees and these characteristics, I, I, I realized that these things that you need to hear from them are also the telltale signs that can help you to identify these characteristics that can help you take a good employee and help them become great employees. You know, I'm not just talking about good employees. I'm talking about great employees. You know, there's been a lot of people that I've hired over the years, and I've made a lot of good hires, and I've made some that didn't turn out so well. You know, sometimes it takes, you know, maybe four to six months before you find out if you really made a good decision or a bad decision. But what if you know the signs to look for in finding a great choice 
when you're trying to fill maybe a very important position in your organization? What if you could do that? Well, I think today's podcast is going to help you know what to look for, what to listen for, for finding those employees that can be great employees. You know, the late Steve Jobs said, the secret of my success is that we have gone to exceptional length to hire the best people in the world. And his nemesis was the founder of Microsoft, Bill Gates. And Bill Gates has said, the key for us, number one, has always been hiring very smart people. So having great employees is very, very important to the success of a business or organization. So what I want to do today is I want to talk about the top characteristics of great employees and how do you discern this, these characteristics by what they say or ask in the course of, of them working for your business. So the first characteristic is ambition. Ambition uh, really brings a lot of motivation and determination to pursue goals. So, so when you have an ambitious employee, they really want to hit their mark. They really want to pursue the goals that you, maybe you've established or maybe they've established for themselves. And they become highly motivated to do that. You know, employees who are ambitious really kind of have a, um, I guess, a, a, what I would call a growth mindset. They want to grow. They want to get better uh, because that helps them to get to their goal. You know, they're, they, they have a lot of perseverance. They have a lot of confidence. They want to climb that ladder of success. And they want to better themselves. And, you know, in doing so, they, they, they know that it's going to help those around them. And, and so a good definition, you know, for the word ambition to me is this. A strong desire that leads to a willingness to overcome obstacles to achieve success. Let me say it again. A strong desire that leads to a willingness to overcome obstacles to achieve success. Now, what are some of the things that you might hear from an employee who's ambitious? Well, they may ask questions like, well, what can I take off your plate? Uh, they may ask, uh, what skills do I need to know? Or maybe, what skills do I need to make better or sharpen? Uh, they may say, ask, uh, what can I do to, to, to stretch myself, to become better at what I do, to, to do more than what I do? You know, uh, Matthew 25 talks about the three servants, or in this case, we can call them employees, whose master gives them these very specific talents and gifts. And the one thing that we don't talk about in Matthew 25 is the fact that two of these three servants were very ambitious. You know, they worked hard to multiply what their employer gave them. You know, they, they, they wanted to impress their employer. They, they wanted to move up that ladder. Uh, they wanted to be given more responsibility. But I want you to remember this. Ambition is a good thing when we use God's gifts for his glory. And so having an unchecked ambition may not bring God glory. And as a believer, that's one of the things we're trying to do is to bring glory to God. And that's why God is choosing you, if you own a business, to be that business owner. 
But you need to ask yourself five questions regarding your ambition. Number one, is your ambition only about you? If it's only about you, that ought to be a red flag. Number two, does your ambition allow you to serve God? If it doesn't, it's not a godly ambition. Number three, is there room for humility? If there's no room for humility, again, it goes against God's word. It's not a godly ambition. Number four, does your ambition bring you joy? The joy of the Lord is your strength, the Bible says. It's important that you have joy. And if your ambition may bring money, but it doesn't bring joy, it's not a godly ambition. And number five, what is the motivation behind your ambition? You know, one of the things that I was taught by my spiritual father, uh, Drum and Tom, he told me on many occasions, he said, always check your motivation for anything that you do, but especially anything you do in ministry. So check your motives. Why are you doing what you're doing? And it goes for your motive or your ambition. You know, what is the motivation behind that ambition? You know, Helen Keller said, character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, ambition inspired, and success achieved. You know, the, the great and famous uh, artist Salvador Dali said one time that intelligence without ambition is a bird without wings. In other words, you can have intelligence, uh, but if you don't have ambition to go along with it, you're not going to go anywhere. You can't go anywhere, even though you have all this intelligence. So it's important that we have ambition. It's important that you have employees with ambition. Uh, but make sure that there it's it's a godly ambition and that you can answer these questions that we talked about. So let's look at the next characteristic. Uh, you want employees who are collaborative. So collaboration is that next characteristic or collaborative. You know, collaboration provides a lot of different perspectives because you're working together. You've got a lot of people collaborating with each other, so you get all these different perspectives. And when you have that kind of, of dichotomy, if when you have that many different perspectives, it helps you to bring innovation. It helps to increase productivity. And it also creates better morale. It, it, it actually... Uh, brings this sense of community, and and you get more feedback, which is very, very important. Now, if you have somebody that's collaborative in your organization, you may hear them ask, you know, who should I be communicating with? Uh, or they may say, well, if I have a positive idea, who should I share that with? Or who should I be, who should I be working with? You know, what's my specific role? Uh, what should I be focused on? And and I'm open to feedback. You know, these, these are kinds of things that kind of lead you and, and can let you know it's a sign that this is a person who believes in collaboration. You know, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses uh, 9 through 12 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls." For he has not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? 
And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. You know, again, these two passages are talking about collaboration, working with more than just yourself. And, you know, according to a, a, um, a Zipier career research survey, they found that 75% of employees say collaboration is very important. It goes on to say that 86% of those in leadership positions say a lack of collaboration is the top reason for business and work failures. And it goes on and says 17% of those employees surveyed said that they were much more satisfied when they were engaged in collaborative work. So it's important that you find employees who want to be collaborative. All right, let's look at a third characteristic, and that is confidence. You know, confidence with employees in the workplace creates a lot less stress and a lot higher performance. Uh, It also helps bring a higher uh, level of loyalty. And this is due to the fact that they're more confident in what they're doing. They're more confident in their position or in their role. You know, according to a recent survey by Indeed, 96% of employees said they were more likely to stay with a company if they were confident in their roles. 98% of the workers say that they perform better when they feel confident. So let me ask you, what would you do if you felt like you could not fail? You know, one of my favorite scriptures and the one that I that I that I quote and I pray almost every morning is Philippians 4 and 13, and it says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. It doesn't say you can do church things. It doesn't say that you can do Christian things or biblical things. It says you can do all things, A-L-L, all. You know, so to me, what that passage is saying is, what would you do if you couldn't fail? What could you do if you couldn't fail? You know, Hebrews 13, 6 says, So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Again, we're talking about confidence. You know, um, Numbers chapter 13, verse 30, is the story of the 12 spies. Now, they, they were led, Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt. They get right up to the edge of the promised land and they pick one person out of each of the 12 tribes of Israel to go out and spy the land. And so they sneak into the land and they spy it out. And they come back and they talk about how marvelous this land is. They talk about how great it is. Uh, they, they use a terminology called uh, it, it, the land that flows with milk and honey. In other words, it was a very prosperous land. But 10 of those 12 people said that they couldn't go in and take the land because we're just, we're, they said they were, we're like grasshoppers in, in, in the sight of these people. We're, we're just nothing. Um, you know, in fact, it, it actually says this. It says, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. So the question then becomes, how do you see yourself? How does that employee see themselves? If they have confidence, 
they see themselves very differently than if they're not confident. And so, uh, you know, confident employees, they listen more. They listen more. They lift other people up. They're, they're very action-oriented. Uh, you know, and things that maybe you might hear um, if, if you have an employee that's confident, things that you might hear them say or ask would be like, um, uh, I'm proud of what I've got done so far. Or, hey, I value your opinion. Or, um, you know, maybe they, they, had a, they made a mistake or uh, they had something negative happen, but they say something like, well, you know, I can learn from this mistake. I'll learn from this. Or they might say something like, you know, hey, I don't know everything. You know, it takes a person with confidence to say, I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. You know, one of, my, one of my favorite authors was Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. And when I was a young teenager, I was about 16, 17, I began to read some of his books. And uh, he, had, he really had a great impact on my life as, a, as an older teenager. And I remember he said, believe in yourself, have faith in your abilities, without a humble but reasonable confidence in your own powers, you cannot be successful or happy. What a powerful statement. you got to believe in yourself. That's what happened to the ten spies. They didn't believe in themselves. And so they had to wander around in the wilderness for 40 years until that entire generation had passed away, except for the two, Caleb and Joshua, who said, we are more than able to take the land. But yet the ten who said we're like grasshoppers in their eyes, that's how they saw themselves and they talked everybody into failure. And so Joshua and Caleb was the only two that came through that generation. And when Caleb was 80 years old, he said, I am more than able. I can go in and I can take the land at 80. What confidence. You know, uh, Helen Keller said, Optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence. So confidence is very, very important. Now, let's look at number four, uh, the fourth characteristic uh, that great employees will have, and that is they are committed. They're committed. A committed employee will help you create a very positive environment because other people will see their commitment. They have really a greater job satisfaction, and people and employees with greater job satisfactions will actually have a higher work standard. Now, statistics say that these higher work standards that this committed person has will help raise the work standard in other people, you know, because they see that. You know, committed employees really create a better company image. When you see a company with these kinds of employees, you really have more positive thoughts about that company. You know, you, you have less turnover. You have less employee turnover when you have in, in, uh, committed employees. And so committed employees are very important to your business or your organization and, uh, you know, uh, Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. We're talking about commitment. You know, Luke nine sixty two, Jesus says, 
unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. He's saying make a commitment. In Proverbs 16 and 3, he says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Again, you've got to be committed. Commitment is is so very, very important. Um, You know, when you have an employee that's committed, you may hear them say or ask things like, uh, what's the company's mission? Uh, What's their vision? Do you have a mission statement or vision statement? They may ask, is there any additional training I can get? Or or maybe they might say, uh, hey, can I come in early uh, to get this work done? Or or, can I stay a little late to get this work done? Um, They may come to you and say, hey, I'll take care of this. I'll get this done for you. Uh, Or how can I do a better job? These are all questions and comments that you want to hear employees say because it tells you they're committed. And you need committed employees, committed to the vision, uh, committed to the mission, committed to their role, uh, committed to their goals, uh, committed to uh, those around them. Uh, You want committed employees. Um, You know, Vince Lombardi said one time, he said, individual commitment to a group effort, that that is what makes a team work. A company work, a society work, and a civilization work. You know, unless, uh, Peter Drucker said, unless commitment is made, there are only promises and hopes, but no plans. So you can have promises and hopes, but until you have committed people to carry those things out, there are no plans. And without the plans, a lot of those things never get done. And so it takes uh, commitment. It takes commitment. Now, you may know people that are very, very committed, and you can take that to the extreme and it not be a good thing. But for the most part, what we don't see in our businesses, what we don't see in a lot of things that we get exposed to when we're out buying products or or, or, or taking care of something, uh, you, you know, you find that there's a lack of commitment. A lack of commitment who don't show up on time, who don't come to work. They've got frivolous excuses uh, for not being there. You know, my dog ate my homework kind of thing. Uh, Really kind of pitiful excuses of why people don't show up for work. You know, our company pays an attendance bonus uh, for being at work on time, for showing up and working their 40 hours that they're scheduled to work, and yet there's only about 70%. I think it's uh, the last I looked, the statistics uh, in our business were about 64% of the people uh, got that bonus every week. And, and you know, you think about that, that means there's that many people who are very uncommitted, and they can't even be committed to make extra money just by showing up for work, just to come. You know, plus you get your hourly rate. So what we're seeing in our society today is really a lack of commitment. Uh, you know, you see that almost everywhere you turn around. There's just not a lot of committed workers out there anymore. And and some of that is because the, 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 the companies have not been very committed to the employees. It used to not be that way, but that's kind of the way our society has moved. But it's not God's way because God believes in commitment. He believes in commitment to your salvation, commitment to reaching the lost, commitment for you becoming everything that you can be to bring glory to God. Uh, God is a a committed God, 
and we're made in his image. So it doesn't, it's not a big surprise to me that you and I should be living a life that is committed uh, to our salvation and committed to our positions and our, and, and our callings and, and to the uh, um, positions that we have. We need to be committed to that, uh, no matter what it may be. So today we, we, we've looked at uh, four of the eight characteristics uh, that I have found that uh, help determine if an employee can be a great or become a great employee. And the questions or the comments that they might uh, say or ask in order for you to help uh, uh, see or to, to, to even determine if this char- characteristic is in them. Uh, so next week, we're going to continue our conversation as we look at the next four characteristics you need to look for. Heavenly Father, I come before you in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, and I ask that you help every person that is facing an employee need uh, to look and see these characteristics, look for and see these characteristics in their employees. I ask, Lord, that you help them to make good hiring decisions. Lord, I also ask that you would help those look at their current employees, Lord, and 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 look at them and more importantly listen to their employees to hear some of these questions or comments that could be a sign that this person could become a great employee for them. Uh, Lord, I ask that you continue to bless uh, these godly leaders, these God-driven businesses. And all of the leaders who are listening today, Lord, I ask you to continue to bless them in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I want to thank you today for listening. And, and, and you know, be sure to share this podcast with at least three other people that you think that this would be a blessing to. And help us continue to grow uh, the Christian business podcast community. And remember, you can email me. Uh, feel free to email me. Uh, go onto the website. You can you can you can communicate with me through the website uh, as as well. Uh, but you can also email me at Harold M uh, at ChristianBusinessConcepts.org. Uh, so be sure to email me and share with me what God's doing in your life, what God's doing in your business. I'd love to be able to share that with other people. So be sure to reach out to me and do that uh, for me. And uh, also, uh, you know, uh, be sure to put in your email maybe some things that you'd like for me to talk about, some things that you have questions about. Uh, and uh, and then you can also reach out to me and ask me about my schedule. And ask me if uh, I could come and speak for you, speak in your business or even in your church uh, and uh, and your organization. I'll be glad to do it. Uh, I, I don't do it as much as I want to, to be quite honest. And so I would love to, to uh, um, uh, you know, allow, if you would allow me, I would love to be able to come and speak for you. So until next time, I want you to remember Jesus is Lord. And he wants you blessed. Thank you for tuning into this week's Christian Business Concepts podcast. Go to ChristianBusinessConcepts.com for more information and resources. Be sure to check out other podcasts that will help you take your business and your personal life to a whole new level of success.